Skittle. Skittle. Skittle pale meow meow. Welcome to the plug with Bushy, Sand in the Mountain Man. Skitter pal meow meow. Welcome to the plug with Bushy, Sand in the Mountain Man. Hey, all right, everybody. How are we doing? Welcome to another edition of the plug with Bushy. Sin and the Mountain Man. It's been a long week, and it's about to be an even longer week for me. But Sid, how are you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing good, man. Just sitting here, uh, waking up and getting my cup of water and uh, a good smoking, and ready to do this, brother. Outstanding, outstanding, Mountain Man. How are you doing today? Oh, that's right, because you cocksuckers have switched fucking roles. Look, let me tell you guys out here something. I am perpetually early to everything, to everything. I don't have to clock into work until 5.25. I'm at that bitch by 10 after 5 every morning. So these guys are trying to exceed the limits of my medication as far as fucking being on time goes. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Yeah, la- last week was me, I, I confess. I-, I was giving pillow, or a head to my pillow, I should say. And uh, this week, uh, apparently, the mountain man got called in to work on his day off, so... Fucking did say two o'clock. So. Uh, you know, I was I was checking our, uh, our 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 Facebook messenger that we share for uh, all things plug podcast, and he didn't say he was working. He said two o'clock sounded good to him. Mm-hmm. I gotta dock his fucking paycheck. What the hell? <laughs> Lord. How's your week been, brother? Well, it's been uh, I don't know, man. It's been a roller coaster ride, honestly, man, because uh. It started off good Wednesday, I uh, usually don't go on Facebook, man, so it, it's weird because I had upon a piece of equipment that I use every day, and that was my PS4, I ran out of smokes, uh, that started Monday, I jumped on Facebook Wednesday, and they had like this suggestion thing, where it says people suggested groups and such and such, and I found this female DJ, I'm like, oh crap, I was like, let me, you know, friend or whatever, I did, we got to talk and whatever, and, uh, yeah, I checked out her show a couple of times this week, and, uh, come to find out she's got a sultry voice, and it's like, holy cow, and, uh, she showed me, I showed her a little support, she came on my show Friday, and, uh, was a little too wild for our chatter, but, uh, yeah, let's just say since, uh, since working on trying to get to know that a little bit better, and then whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, what do you need a little too loud for our chat room? I could have used some loud on my show last night. Sunday hey, died to midnight. All these fuckers must have been watching that goddamn pay per view or something because I, I didn't have a full chat room, not as full as it normally is, but it was average for a Sunday night. But everybody was quiet. It was quiet. I know I was quiet. I, I was, uh, sitting there watching my ticket go to shit last night because uh yeah damn cavaliers 
apparently they don't know how to play fucking basketball in their own backyard. So, <laughs> lost some money on that. But, uh, no, like I said, it was a roller coaster ride because it went from being happy to waking up Thursday morning and my sister messaging me, well, damn. It was all I saw and a picture of Chris Cornell and it's saying he's dead at the age of 52. I'm like, you got to be joking. So I thought it was one of these like Facebook hosts that people, you know, they've been posting like the fake celebrity death shit. And uh, dude, I hit TNN, I hit uh, Yahoo, I mean, every resource on Google, freaking TV on, on you know, news. And yeah, man, apparently they're doing something in the water with Seattle because uh, we lost another great out of the Washington area, man. And it's a damn shame. Yeah, well, but, uh, we're, we're definitely going to discuss that later, and I 100% disagree with you about how good it is Seattle area, but we will get into that a little bit later. Ah, my week, you know, typical, typical work week, frequent flyer, fuck me again. Um, oh, man. I tell you what, this motherfucker, whew, if, if they don't let me walk frequent flyer out the goddamn door, I am going to snap, because everything has to be done to the human resources department. Now, here's the funny thing. Frequent Flyer has a Facebook page. And I decided to go troll it. And when I say troll, it's more like Facebook stalking. Because I don't say anything. Well, this profile is completely public. So there was a day that myself and an assistant foreman from another shift was in Frequent Flyer's ass all day. But Frequent Flyer was messing up. You know, I have to keep correcting and redirecting. Or, you know... Like they say in the, you know, in, in, in the workplace these days, we had to coach. We had to coach Frequent Flyer on the proper way to do things. Checking out Frequent wow. Flyer's fucking Facebook page, this motherfucker talking about sick of dealing with these ignorant fucks. Don't think I can't get another goddamn job. I was like, oh, ignorant fucks. Like, like, like right then, I'm mad. Because <laughs> I know who the fuck you're talking about. And, and the reason people were in your ass all day is because you were fucking up all day. Now look, where I work, the job that the regular employee has to do is not that fucking hard, okay? It doesn't require even a GED. Any moron off the street can fucking do it. Two weeks of training and you're on your own for God's sake. So I was irked, but I'm not allowed to say anything. I had to just keep going about because that's, you know, that's your private area. Say it, do what you want. I don't care. Even though I know you're full of shit. Because you know, as I'm stalking this, I'm starting to see somebody that's making themselves out to be one thing, but in reality, you're just full of shit and lazy. <laughs> okay, mm. whatever. So, Friday, Frequent Flyer posts, who wants to go have some beers with me and some friends at a couple bars? Now, Frequent Flyer has a relative that works on the back shift on my half of the week. It tells Frequent Flyer, you have to work in the morning. <laughs> mm. And of course, Frequent Flyer says, I know. No call, no show, no warning, just didn't fucking show work on damn Saturday. I ended up having to shut a production line down because I didn't have the people to staff. Now, if we know you're not going to be there, we could get somebody to work overtime. You know how hard it is at 6 o'clock in the morning to call somebody in? Would they fucking know they don't have to work at 6 o'clock in the goddamn morning? 
Right. Right. I was going to say, call me at six thirty in the morning. I don't even fucking hear the phone ring on a Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Oh. It's kind of hard to get somebody up that early in the morning from six, uh, six o'clock, let alone six thirty. Man, I mean, th- at that time, my my day, I, I'm either just now going to bed or just shutting off my phone so I don't have to hear it. Yeah, we'll see. So. But by six and six thirty, six o'clock, I've been at work a half hour on on my shift. Now I did work some overtime yesterday. I didn't have to be in till six, so I got to get up at five fifteen. Dude, that was tits. Because I didn't have to mentally prepare myself for anything. I wasn't running the show. We have a foreman on that shift. You know what I mean? Right. All I had to do was go and work. <laughs> it was a beautiful thing. So I put in six hours. But here's the other thing. There were nine shifts of overtime available this week. Because we have one guy on vacation. That shift is still down a guy. So that's four days you basically have to cover. Which ends up being eight days. Because you got two people's shifts you got to cover. Right. Plus they had a guy out on Sunday. So there was three on Sunday to the rest of the week. Frequent flyer sides up for two of those days. But fucking doesn't even let me know they're not going to be at work on Saturday. I'm telling you what. I. Mm. This person does not deserve a fucking job. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my god. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how you have not blown off your volcano top at this person, man. Like, oh. literally, this sounds like a. I'm not allowed to. This is not the army. If this is the army. Frequent flyer would have been Article 15 already getting close to getting chapped out. You know, it's not right. ready to go. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking, man. I'm like, this person to me sounds like it is taking advantage of the situation. I don't know if they got relatives in, in, in good places or not, but uh, fuck no. Sounds like, yeah, it sounds like they're taking advantage, man, of what they have, man. Long before, you know, you only can take so much before you know your advantages or. You taking advantage catches up to you. It's happened to me. Yeah, it just it 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 fucking sucks. Nah, oh, fuck no, man. There's there's nothing to take advantage of. This uh, you know, frequent flyer doesn't have connections like this at the company. I think it's just been way too lax on attendance issues. Um, and, and, and the bad part is, at the end of this month, we we do our annual safety day. Uh, and OSHA requires you do safety training all year long. What we do is we take one day out of the year, the day after Memorial Day. We all go someplace and give us a, you know, give us a free lunch. And for six hours, we do all the safety stuff you're supposed to do all year. At that time, they're finally going to release the new attendance policy. But I tell you what, the new attendance policy, I don't like either. Because you get four free call-offs a year. No matter what. It's whatever, it's not going to affect you, but here's the worst part. If you don't want to miss those four days, you can miss eight half days. You can leave early, come in late, before they even start the write-up process. So technically you could have 16 half days before you're fired, or eight call-ins in a year before before you're fired. Here's why I have an issue with this. Yes, we work 42 hour weeks. We work three and a half days a week. All my operators have to work noon to six, six to six, six to six, six to six. I got to be at a half hour early because I'm, I'm the, you know, the foreman. So I, I, you know, I you add two hours, you know, two and a half hours to that every week. You shouldn't have to call off when you only work a half fucking week anyway. I understand sometimes things happen, but when you only work a three and a half days, schedule your fucking appointments for Mondays and Tuesdays. That's why we give you that time off. 
you also get take time off. Now you have to build it up, which means your ass has to be at work for a little bit before you have enough time to take time off. But schedule it either on the front half of the week when you're off or use your paid time off, your PTO time. That has to be put in a week in advance. I don't understand what the problem is. I'm telling you, this next generation, this younger fucking generation, they can bend over while I shove it in their ass because I fucking hate them. They piss me off. Lazy little right. cocksuckers. Thank goodness I don't work where you're at, dude. Because <laughs> that next generation. <laughs> oh, no, no. no frequent Flyer is only 20 or 21 years old. Oh, I didn't know that we were talking that Yeah, that that definitely sounds like I said overprivileged, man. I mean, let's let's hope uh, they they mess up and you know, you guys keep track of that, man. Pretty much, man. We we so keep track fire. of it. I'm hoping they're sending it. I I hope send it. Get rid of it. No more frequent flyer. Yeah, no more frequent flyer miles, man. This ain't fucking Capital One and shit. <laughs> Telling you, the worst part is I got rid of a frequent flyer, but they had a medical condition that made it impossible for me to, to terminate due to calling in because they had what they call an FMLA, which allows them to call in. And, and this person took full advantage of FMLA, would let me know the day before, yeah, I think I'm going to have a flare-up and not be in tomorrow. How the fuck do you know that at 8 o'clock in the morning? Sure enough, call in the next day. They left on their own, finally. Finally left on their own. I like the person on a personal level. But if you can't be there every day, all you're doing is fucking me and you're fucking the rest of the guys around you. And I hate that. I hate that entitled attitude of these dirty little cocksuckers that are being raised these days. It just pisses me off. Oh, that's like when I used to live out there in Ohio, man. I used to work for a tank plant service out there. And uh, I don't know if it was the weather or what, man, but I was doing fine. I started with the company in, I want to say, I want to say December of... Uh, 2008 and uh, I ended up being the overnight foreman out there by February because they wanted a third shift and I was pretty much a night owl and uh, thanks to my uh, daughter's uh, uncle he was with the company for five years he nominated me to run the whole show so I did about three weeks of training and uh, was basically you know the youngest out of the whole crew which is out of weird at that you know all my co-workers were like in their 40s and 50s and i'm like man i was like you guys are taking you know pretty much orders from a guy that's mid-20s late 20s and it felt kind of weird you know running this show but I, I did it for a while but then uh here comes the summer man of uh 08 and uh 09 and either or man i just like i said i can't remember i all i know is i had a seizure in june and it put me on the shelf for a while. I mean, like, I was out of work probably about six weeks at that. Uh, when I came back, they had me on some type of medication that kids not, brother. I was literally, like, stuck on fucking stupid. Like, I would go there, and I got a program. I'm sitting here trying to put it on the table so the damn plasma cutter would cut what we need out of this plate. And yet, I'm pushing the wrong thing. I'm cutting triangular freaking cutouts, man, instead of circular ones, and... I'm cramping the freaking these sheets, man. I'm talking like quarter inch thick sheets, man, steel. And I'm only clamping like three of them and I'm having to ask for help because I can't grab the clamper no more to clamp the son of a bitch on. And my coworkers are looking at me like, yo, Sin, you're right, man. And I'm like, nah. I was like, I need I need to take a time out for a minute. So, you know, 
it, it got back to the boss, man. Released to say, and uh, I got pulled into the office, and uh, I was asked, you know, what's going on, and uh, you know, I was asked how I was feeling, and I told him I was just man, be honest with you, I was like, I'm out there sometimes, it's just you know, me and my other coworker, and uh, I was like, I'm dead, dude. I was like, I feel like I'm a zombie. Like, I don't know if it's the medication or what. I was like, I I'm out there in the yard in the snow, whatever. I'm looking around. I'm driving damn forklift. And I'm like, what am I supposed to fucking do again? Like, I totally had a brain fart. And uh, he was like, well, he was long story. He goes, brother, he goes, I'm, I'm going to have to let you go. He was like, you know, he was like, you're a great worker. He goes, I'm going to give you full uh, unemployment, stuff like that. He goes, we, we can't have you here being, you know, danger to your health. He was like with the machinery and stuff like that, and, and I told him I was like I understand. I was like thank you for the opportunity at making as much money as I ever have in my life. I won't discuss how much I make, but let's just put it this way: we got paid weekly. I had I had enough on my check to provide for me, my daughter, and her mom three months' rent at a time of because of my check. Like literally, that's how much I was making, and that was without education. And I, I miss it, man. I miss it so. Oh, oh, really, guy? You gonna say long story shirt? Motherfucker, it's big, funny, but it's Jesus Christ. I was like, get to the punch line. <laughs> like I said, that's, that's taking advantage. And like you said, your, your other co-worker that was using the uh, medical thing, I wish we had some shit like that because I, I can't use that part still have my job left. It, it happened. Like I said, this, this, this person had a legitimate excuse. Um, I, I just think it's took advantage of it sometimes because it was nice out and I don't want to be at work and I have a free call and nothing they can do to me. This other one needs to just, needs to just fucking go. Now, the thing I've been seeing all week, and I've seen two things. One was a former director of the FBI, Comey, is, is going to testify in front of the, uh, what is it, the House Intelligence Committee, I believe. And, uh, oh, of course, the Democrats. Oh, good, we're going to get him and impeach Trump. I think that this guy testifying is what's going to seal the nail in the coffin for this whole impeach Trump thing. And here's my line of thinking. If Mr. Trump said something that he could even be construed as, stop this investigation or else. Uh, Director Kobe was under obligation to report that. That would be a crime. You know, and at that point, I would not have Mr. Trump back. That would be a crime. Now, if that occurred, and he did not report that, Director Comey has committed a crime. So the only other option I see is that Comey goes in there and says, no, that was not the context with which anything was said, and that is why I didn't give these memos to anybody or report it earlier. Either ways, Trump gets exonerated on that front. The uh, Russian collusion thing. While I thought it was a waste of time to get a, uh, a special prosecutor, at the same time, I'm also glad they have. Now, people can finally shut the fuck up, and here's why. It's, I, I have never seen one of these things go quickly. I think the shortest part where they ever involved a special prosecutor took at least two years, and I've seen them go as long as eight years. Nothing's going to come of it. They go to dig, and they go to dig, and they go to dig. The guy they got going for it, that Mueller guy, is that who it is, Mueller? Yeah. He's an excellent choice because I don't think he's politicized. 
you know, he's 70 some years old. He's already got a name. He's already got a reputation. He'll follow the fans where they lead. If there's something, he'll bring it up. He's not going to try a witch hunt the way that, uh, with, uh, who the fuck was that clown that went witch hunting to try it so hard. It ended up some other asshole took the fall. I got, I got three years of searching. You, you, some other guy got in trouble. I, I, I wish I could remember who I'm talking about right now. I think this guy's going to do his job. And now Mr. Trump can do what the fuck he should have been doing in the first place, which is work on pushing forward your agenda. Now, what do you think? I know that I, I, I know that you started watching Fox News, and I don't want you to just watch Fox News. Now, I'm going to tell you why. Um, because if you're not conservative-minded in general, I don't want to twist your thoughts. I want to make sure you're watching those other clowns. Um, you know, Rachel Maddow there on MSNBC. Even I think that dude's a retard. I, I'm sorry. Did I say dude? It must be because she looks like a butch-ass bitch. I hate her. She's crazy. But whatever. Watch bitches like her. Watch that Anderson Cooper who's completely disrespectful to women. If he could roll his eyes at him while they're saying something that he doesn't agree with. Little dirty cocksucker. Let what? Let Jesse Waters do that. You know, all the whole world break loose. But check out all the different news outlets. And draw your own conclusions. But I know you... How, 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 how can somebody not follow this whole Comey investigation, this Russian collusion investigation? What do you think about Comey testifying? And how do you feel about the special prosecutor? Uh, first of all, I'm glad they got a special prosecutor because to have somebody who's maybe like... If you got somebody up in the White House that's against Trump trying to do this thing, that's going to be wrong. Like, I think this guy basically should have, like, a clean slate, uh, take no sides, be completely neutral. And about this, uh, dude who got kicked out because he was about to open his mouth about what the president supposedly has done. Dude, before you even take the stand, you better hope you got some facts. Because, like, this guy is about to be in some serious shit. If he goes on there making all these allegations about our commander-in-chief, and yet... Yet all this is just that false allegations because if he can't prove shit Like you said you basically just waste not only the government's time But this is should be like some type of crime because you're saying the president committed an act uh, That that supposedly They're trying to say I mean if you listen to the left this is a clear-cut case of obstruction of justice because they think Trump said to stop investigating or he was going to fire him that's what they're trying to say he said that's exactly what I was dude it's like that that's me see people are interpreting that as oh you know president trump might have threatened this guy and that's why he got fired or whatever no there's something else there man like i said the media just well the funny thing is you know six eight months ago they wanted this guy canned anyway the only thing, uh, I think I said it last week, the only thing that I could absolutely say about this whole situation is the timing sucked. He probably should have done it right off the bat. But the thing is, President Trump left a lot of Obama's nominees and such in office. You know, he said he had lost faith in him, he's not doing his job, well good, get rid of him. That's what he's allowed to do. Okay, Whoopi Goldberg's dumbass comes on saying that this sounds like a coup to her, this is Nixodian. It's not, you idiot. Nixon fired the prosecutor, which was wrong, the one that was, you know, prosecuting the case. Um, it's not a coup. A coup is when people like you and me rise up against the government and take it over to run it ourselves. You can't have a coup if you're the motherfucker in charge. 
But you know what, Whoopi, this is for you, sweetheart. I loved your movies back in the day. Jumpin' Jack Flash was hilarious. I loved your stand-up comedy. Maybe it's time to loosen up dreadlocks a little bit because it's fucking up your judgment. That's not a coup. Now, the other thing we're seeing is Trump in the Middle East. Right. I find it hilarious the reception Mr. Trump has gotten as opposed to the reception that Mr. Obama got. Remember, Trump is the one saying that he wants to stamp out radical Islamic terrorism. Saudi Arabia is a pretty strict country, okay? They are very Muslim. Christians are not allowed to live there. Their women have some of the harshest living conditions there are. You know, they're the, they have to wear the headscarves. They're not allowed to drive. If, if they have to testify in court, their testimony is equal to half of a man's testimony. Um, they're not allowed, to, there's a couple things they're not allowed to do without a man's permission. But, they're not blowing motherfuckers up. They're not killing people. Mr. Trump went over there, now remember this, this whole radical Islamic terrorism thing was one of the platforms he stood on, yet Muslim countries welcoming him with open arms. Mr. Trump was seen doing that silly ass dance with the swords. You didn't see Mr. Obama doing that that I can remember, and I've tried to put it in my nugget. The other thing people are bitching about is Melania Trump refused to wear the headscarf. Me? I was like, ha Fuck you! Because Hillary, I'm sorry, Hillary, what it? That, that slip, that's called a Freudian slip, by the way. I did that shit on purpose. Hillary wore the headscarf. Michelle Obama wore the headscarf. Suck it up to these people. Donald and Melania didn't go over there to suck up. They went forward to push up, or went there to push forward an agenda, which is world peace through power, stamp out extremism. And oh, by the way, we're not a part of your culture. I don't have to assimilate into this culture, even if I'm here for a week. I'm not living here. Now, if you're living there, maybe it's something you should do. But to go over there, I say great job, Melania, for not wearing the headscarf. They're bitching about this $110 billion arms deal. Oh, how's that good for America? Well, in order for them to get those arms, guess what has to happen? We have to build them. So we're creating more jobs. I think it's great. And then he was just off in Israel with a, you know, the Prime Minister, I believe it is, Netanyahu. Everything's going well over there. Welcomed, again, so much better than Mr. Obama. But Mr. Obama shit all over Israel for the last eight years. Mr. Trump's not doing an apology tour. Why is the left so pissed off that things are going well? Why is the media in these countries, one, a Muslim nation, two, a Jewish state, why is the media treating this guy so much better than they treated Mr. Obama when our own media is crushing this guy on a daily basis? Now, fuck, I saw CNN run the, run the uh, uh, I don't want to call it article for this on TV, but he ran the bit about how at this White House dinner, Mr. Trump got two scoops of ice cream and everybody else just got one. Is that what we're wasting our money on? But, uh, I'm just damn proud that they're trying to make this uh, peace thing go on, man. I, I, as me, I've been presently watching it all morning. I actually seen him in little bits of it, 
of what they're doing but uh i agree with you man like first of all i think he his first tour was saudi arabia uh this week is where he landed and yes. they greeted him with open arms dude like it was crazy and then uh, like i said now he's in jerusalem and uh hanging out over there with the prime minister and again a well big reception like i literally watched him come inside the prime minister's palace and the prime minister and his wife were like all showing like all the decor and, and pictures and important stuff. They gave him, I, I guess, a 150 year old Bible that was like in this like huge case. And I'm like, damn, I was like, as much as I remember, Obama never got that treatment. No, because he, he didn't give a fuck about Israel. You know, he didn't come out and say, I don't give a fuck about Israel. But his agenda as he pushed it forward was not inclusive to the Israeli state. He, he tended to be more leading, he lead more towards the Palestinian state. We have to help the PLO and, you know, and these terrorists, you know, Hamas. Let's help these guys out as opposed to the free world. And, and, I, and I think that's ridiculous. And I know I say that while I just told you those laws against women in Saudi Arabia. The differences in how everything was perceived in those Muslim nations for Trump to come out and say things like, we have to name the enemy, we have to go after the enemy, and the enemy is radical Islamic terrorism. You know what these Muslim nations did? They respected that. It was a sign of strength to them, and they respect strength in these countries. Because you gotta remember, yeah, some Christians get killed, yeah, some Jews get killed. The majority of these people that are killed by, by terror groups like you know Hamas and fucking um, uh, uh, ISIS, are Muslim people, so they're killing their own kind. If you're, if they're not practicing the radical version of that religion, I think it's great that Mr. Trump has been welcomed the way he is. I can't wait to see how the rest of it goes. I'm pretty sure he's supposed to meet up with the Pope as well. So he's hitting, he's hitting the Muslim faith. He's hitting the Jewish faith, and we're talking the hearts of these two areas. And then you're going to hit the the Christian faith or the Catholic faith, but Catholics are still Christian. By going to the Vatican and meeting with the Pope. This is great. And it's not an apology tour. This is a show of strength tour. So, bravo, Mr. President. Bravo. First sitting president. Yes, sir. Well, hey, in, in all fairness, we know Trump's kind of a wall guy. <laughs> the presidents either have not had the balls to do or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Our president, a lot of people might not like him in general. We're like, oh, I'm not voting for him. I'll better vote for Hillary. Give this man a chance because he is a New Yorker and we all know New Yorkers come with big balls, man. This man is going to do great things. Just give him time. Like I say, he's never... I mean, fuck, he doesn't have no uh, political uh, experience, man. So this is technically his first go at it. So, like I said, it's, he's learning on the fly. That's what I look at it. The good thing is, he's a, he's a smart guy, uh, so he can absolutely learn on the fly tell you what uh, I don't care so far I mean there's I wish you would stop with the tweeting and while I say that the first thing I do every morning when I get up is <laughs> check my Twitter there it is there's my Twitter feed right there <laughs> as soon as I get up I look at it oh come on mr. Trump I know you're gonna give me one 
Right? But uh, yeah, I wish you would stop with that. Uh, try to move forward with your agenda. Um, and the only reason I wish you would stop with the tweeting is because, well, frankly, it gives the left way too much cannon fodder to work with. I don't think he's actually noticed that, but I, I mean, I agree because I, I mean, technically, uh, unless he's just trying to wait, you know, maybe put out his own view on what the media is trying to spin. But yeah, you don't use Twitter, man. Like you know, man. Like you post something on Twitter, it's like, and eh, you know, people find it, they'll sit there, tweak it out, and make it what it is. And but yeah, the thing I, is. I See, I, I, I do, um, but the thing is, he uses that as a way to connect with his base, okay, because God knows that leftist media is not going to uh, send his message out, so he just, you know, he avoids the media altogether by using Twitter, and I, that's one of the reasons I don't want him to get rid of it, so I don't know, I'm torn on that issue, like I said, I'm, I'm glad he's, uh, I'm glad he's out there not apologizing. I'm glad he's out there pushing an American agenda. And I'm glad he's out there trying to trying to make peace. He wants to, now, granted, he wants to do the same thing that every president has wanted to do. And that is get Israel and Palestine to fucking sit down at the goddamn table and work their shit out. Because he just said, you know, America wants peace, not war. But I like his stance, because that doesn't mean we're not afraid to go do it. We would just rather not. Let's keep our boys home. But hey, if you need your tits slapped, we'll go slap some tits. I'm okay with that. All right, so the big story. The big story this week. Dub, you got anything to add, Mountain Man? Mountain Man? Oh, dirty whore. Motherfucker. Two o'clock. I said two o'clock. When I say two o'clock, I surely don't mean three o'clock. God damn it. No fucking skitter pal now, huh? Bumblebee fucking tuna, huh? All right. Oh, Jesus. So Wednesday, we wake up. You alluded to this earlier. We wake up Wednesday morning, Thursday morning. I don't give a fuck. Whatever day it was. Chris Cornell dead at 52. Now, I'm an asshole. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. While he had an amazing voice... I'm not a Soundgarden fan. I like a few songs. I'm not a, what is it, Audio Slave? Was that his band? What was the other band? Audio Slave? Yeah, that was him with that commie band, right? That was him with that commie band. Yep. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, so, you know, fuck that. But, again, there were still a couple songs there I didn't mind. But, this, this, for me, is like if Wadzilla saw the Sammy Hagar band. I'm not happy like he would be, but I'm happy about something. Four of the big five that really killed that classic metal sound, they're gone. Dude, if we can get rid of Eddie Vedder, we've finally gotten rid of the fucking Seattle grunge scene. And that gives me hope. <laughs> that gives me hope. Now, other side of that, it did come out the next day, what, that, uh, that it's an apparent suicide I feel bad for his kids, but I'm like, why the fuck has nobody handed Eddie Vedder a shotgun or a rope? I am not, or, or a heroin needle. How, all these motherfuckers are sad and depressed. How come we can't get rid of these guys? Right, well, I, I know Eddie's been sucking down the bottle. 
so uh, he did sober up there a couple, uh, back early this century here. I want to say 2002, but lo and behold, uh, rumor has he's back up to drinking again. So you might have your wishful hope there, <laughs> man. Maybe his pancreas pancreas will give out pretty soon. I mean, I I literally stopped listening better. But, uh, I kid you not. After the Versus album, like literally after that, it was pretty much I look at it as a very soft emo singer singing about something that he wasn't happy with like he's crying for something in almost every fucking album and I mean me like I said I was an Eddie Vedder fan back then now it's kind of like oh like what are you doing like I hear this Pearl Jam song I'm like shit sounds country nope can't do it that was like oh that shit sounds too pop nope can't do it and it's funny that you mentioned because I did a whole tribute show to Chris Cornell Saturday morning and uh, I played some very questionable shit that's not allowed on, on where we were at there at that metalstation.com and uh, I started off with a double shot of Soundgarden it was very deep yeah, it's very a, it's a, you know what it's Wait. a tribute show Mr. Green is not going to bitch about a tribute show look yeah. dude it was uh, it was Elvis Presley's birthday on a Sunday okay I forget what it was Scott shows up into my chat. My song before my intro even drops was Elvis Presley, Suspicious Minds. And I see him jump on the chat and I said, just shut up, don't get pissed. It's the King's birthday. Uh, <laughs> and then he hears us play. He's like, fucking Elvis. I said, right, the King of rock and roll. His birthday. Shut up. Then <laughs> right. he, he said, oh, I get it. So he understood. Now, here, here's my thing. I, I have a question. Um... Because I always thought the Seattle sound was depressed and whiny and, you know, just basically sissy. Even though they tried to say that Nirvana was angry, they, they were too sissy to be angry. They seemed to be really depressed, okay? You've got Kurt Cobain that off himself, you know, 12-gauge. Right. you got Lane Staley that OD'd. you got What's-His-Face from, uh, 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 fucking Christ, Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, he was out of San Jose, but still the West Coast. Yeah, it, it, I'm talking about the grunge scene in general. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, I, I don't give a fuck. Seattle's going to breed depressed people anyway. It rains there all the time. Right. But this particular sound just seemed depressed. And I'm going to make a confession. That first Alice in Chains album, love it. I think it's more metal than grunge. Bad Motor Figure? I'm actually kind of a fan. There's several songs I do dig on that album. It's more metal than grunge. Pearl Jam 10, I think, is a brilliant album. That motherfucker's definitely grunge, though. Nirvana, I just never had a stomach for. And Stone Temple Pilots, I like... What the fuck is that guy's name? Why am I drawing a blank on him? Scott Weiland. There he is, played with Velvet Revolver. Christ. Uh, I didn't like Stone Temple. I do, however, like... Um, Da 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 velvet revolver. Oh, man, so yeah, I fucking love, you know, a uh, uh, velvet revolver. I'm not a fan of Stone Temple, but what is it with this particular scene that these dudes are dropping like flies? Now, now the the Kurt Cobain thing. Um, I guess he couldn't handle the pressures of fame. The rest of them have had a pretty long career. But they've obviously been depressed when you're dealing with drug issues the way uh, Lane Staley did and Scott Weiland did. I didn't know that uh, uh, Cornell had any drug problems. 
And as much as I'm not a fan of that particular genre, the guy had an amazing voice. What is going on with that whole that whole 90s grunge e grungy scene? Why are these guys so fucking depressed? They grew up in the 80s where everything was... Dude, we had so much money in this country. Probably the richest time this nation's seen in years. What the fuck are they so depressed about? I have no idea, man. I mean, I don't know. They were born growing up and learned about... I like... Well, I would like to say uh, the big three of Jimmy, Janice, and uh, John. But uh, I could tell you right now, it's not just... I don't know, man. Like, all I know is it's an epidemic out there because technically suicide, uh, Las Vegas, where I'm at, is the number one city in the United States uh, that leads the suicide department. And come to find out, because of this uh, tragedy here in Seattle's number two, which is crazy. I, I don't know. Like I said, I made a joke to my sister personally last week. I'm like, what the fuck are they putting in their water? in Seattle that they're drinking it up and offing themselves within years. I mean, it's... Acid rain. It's got to be acid rain. It's got to be something <laughs> that it's doing. But my, my thing is, because, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the documentary on Kurt Cobain, but Aberdeen, Washington itself just looks like a shithole. And I mean, like, dude, like, it just literally looks like it doesn't fucking belong. The houses all look like they're still in the 70s. There's nothing new in that city. So I'm thinking, is it is it work? Is it like, you know, what's the state of the city and these people of the Washington and period, man? Like, why are you offering yourself if you got these great fucking careers, man? Like I said, we lost Kurt because he couldn't handle fame. We lost Dave because he had very bad drug addiction problem that Jerry couldn't see when it was right in front of him. I mean, come on, six foot three and 98 pounds. You don't see this man screaming for help. Come on, dude. And then Scott Weiland, let's just put it this way, when he realized Stone Temple Pies wasn't as success successful as he thought it was, and even did a stint with Velvet Revolver, which you all know it's, what, three-fifths of Guns N' Roses. Well, and Guns N' Roses Volume 2. Yeah, gave up on that because he thought that wasn't successful, and then tried going back to Stone Temple Pies and doing some newer shit, and realized, oh fuck, I'm not that good. He off himself, you know, by the way, every rock star wants to go out pretty much, I think, which is on a fucking tour bus with about as much heroin in your body as you possibly can. And then Chris. We have Chris. And then it's like you had three known acts, four technically count his solo uh, coverage career. Uh, you had Temple of Dog, which I thought, you know, only did one album, but fantastic fucking album, top to bottom. Uh... Then, like I say, he had his Soundgarden days when he started late 80s. And then, of course, Audio Slave with freaking three-fourths of Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> yeah, you were successful. In his eyes, he was. But then again, how in the fuck did nobody not see? And his wife had to know something. Because I read she called a, I guess, a friend that was on tour with him to check on him. So she knew something was up because he told her apparently, hey, you know, make sure you check on me, blah, 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 whatever. And I mean, dude, his wife is hot. He's got three teenage, you know, kids. Like, come on, man, dude. Like, I don't know, man. I mean, you could just, I, I don't know, man. I guess I've lost people to it personally. 
I don't like getting personal with my shit, but I flirt with it at least four times a year. And remember, I have a daughter, I have a mom, I have three nieces. If I need help, I got a support system, man. It's fucking called cigarettes, music, and opening it up to my friends whether they want to hear the shit or not. Yeah, and you know what? I'm a different kind of dude, because I've been depressed. Who the fuck hasn't been depressed, for Christ's sake? Right. Here's here's why that other thing never crosses my my mind ever. I'm a nosy motherfucker. <laughs> I want to know what's happening tomorrow, and if I'm not here, I ain't gonna know. It's that simple. But let's get back to Chris Cordell because while I'm making light of this whole suicide thing, because my view on that truly is, and I'm sorry to people out there that have depression issues. And struggle with making this decision. You're going to hate what I have to say. You should probably tune out right now. My attitude on that is not unlike Gene Simmons' attitude on that. Fuck them. One less whining waste. I don't have time for it. Life is good. Is it hard? Yes. Does it beat you down? Yes. What'll make you happy? Will you beat it back down yourself and rise above those things? I don't understand. And and. It seems like the further this leftist agenda is pushed on us, the worse these anxiety issues are. The worse it is with depression, and I need all these pills, and I can't handle life anymore, and fucking wham! Drives me insane. It's kind of hella crazy, because like I said, I mean, I don't have uh, medication for... uh depression or whatever i just literally deal with it on my own like i said cigarettes music i can't really say an alcoholic drink because that kind of intensifies it for me but i know the fuck out man like i like the other day yesterday as a matter of fact my mother comes into my room and she looks at me and she's like baby what's wrong you know she's just like it looks like something bothering you i said you know what i said i'm fucking tired of people feeding me catnip is what i told her i said i feel like i'm a fucking cat or people are treating me like a cat and they're feeding me catnip and they know how sensitive I am to that shit and I'm gonna go chase it because it's like I'm a fucking cat I want catnip man it gets me fucking high it gets me going but then this side of me comes out there and says hey sin you know what you're a fucking pit bull these guys are sitting there you know janking your little chains a little bit and it's like a pit bull can only take so much before it turns and it's crazy because like literally when I'm fed that catnip I get like really really down I'm like mellow and I'm like leave me the fuck alone I mean I'm sure you've seen me post a couple of times like fuck this fuck that but then that pit bull side comes out of me and it's like I almost I, I won't call nobody out on my Facebook page by all means but uh, I posted something last night and it was in the context to well I guess the gentleman thing doesn't work maybe i should try being an asshole so that way i can get what i want but come to find out this person that i referred it to commented and she was like oh wow and i try explaining to her i'm like you literally opened the door to something that i wasn't expecting you don't tell your friend that shit and then play it off like oh that never happened like you don't fucking do that shit and like I said, I feel like I'm a fucking a cat slash a video game slash this pit bull that I sit there with such a tight leash on my neck, brother. 
that one of these days I'm gonna blow off and it's gonna come off the wrong way to everybody and God forbid people are gonna be like oh man he's gonna go out rampage to do something no it's just I'm gonna fucking take your ass take your name and just banish you like literally like you don't exist like you never happen type shit and it's crazy because it does come back to that word we won't mention because I guess it gets me depressed because it's like I feel like I try so much and then maybe I shouldn't try hard and that's why I got to the, the point where it's like maybe I should just be an asshole and think about myself instead of thinking about others let me try that perspective but that's what I meant by the whole conversation and it got fucking misinterpreted. So, long story short. Oh, here we go again. This motherfucker <laughs> says long story short after telling a half hour long goddamn story. Holy fuck. Mountain Man, what do you think about a long story short? Oh, that cocksucker's still not here. Right. Now, but, uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, like I said, long, long story short, man, I I'm just going to be myself, man. And whether that person is going to be there at the very end and deal with my little so-called moose wings or whatever, cool. If not, cool. I'm fucking used to it, man. And that's a part of life, man. So, and I got you speaking there. Of the devil, speaking of the devil. Not not mountain man, but just speaking of the devil. Oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I tell you what, man. Um... I would like to delve a little bit into Chris Cornell, though, because um, while it sucks that he, you know, didn't have the balls to uh, keep on going, and it's not like he's been to a third world country and saw his friend's arms and legs getting blown off right in front of him. He, what, got spanked as a kid? I mean, what? What the fuck's the problem? However, he was a brilliant, brilliant voice. And I really want to talk about that for a minute. Okay, so yeah, Chris Cornell, I tell you what, um, when Soundgarden first hit the scene, was it outshined like their first single? Or am I just way off the mark there? I have to admit, I was blown away by that tune. Now, I hated the flannel shirt look. You know, because that was the hip thing to do. We're going against the establishment by looking like we just rolled out of bed in our drug-induced clothing we wore the night before. But I thought there was something special there. My problem was I was so anti-grunge movement because of fucking Nirvana that I never gave him a fair shot. I've gone back and heard some great, great stuff. And, th and this man is, was, is, you know, was an amazing, amazing singer. I heard do a cover of Prince's... Uh, nothing compares to you and dude goosebumps absolute goosebumps i dare say there's not a band in the world that doesn't wish they wrote the song black hole sun amazing vocalist but yeah it was outshined as the first time i'd ever heard them and he looked a little meaner then with his long hair and his goofy mustache great great vocalist when, when did you first get the uh, uh cordell soundgarden in particular Wow, Soundgarden wasn't actually until, I want to say, uh, good lord, it was their Super Unknown album, fell on Black Days is when I first heard them, because, uh, technically, I, at the time, I didn't, wasn't really into, like, the whole music thing, I was getting all my stuff, um, uh, radio, pretty much, but, uh, I had seen, on Beavis and Butthead, uh, a couple of Temple of the Dog stuff, and I was just like, holy crap, oh, so, 
technically, I thought Chris Cornell was with the band Temple of Dog, but when I found it was a collaboration a couple of years later when they did their album Super Unknown, it was like, holy shit. I was like, this is good. And then I kind of I kind of was weirded out because <laughs> it's funny because I look at Chris like he almost I mean, the way people portray Jesus in the, the Bibles and stuff, it's like he almost had that Jesus look. And I know he used to get a lot of shit for that. The, I would have to say Fell on Black Days was the first uh, song I heard, which was kind of darkish. And I just, I don't know. I've always had a thing for slow music, man. Nice, nice. I'm, I'm going to have to actually uh, look that song up. Now, here's the funny thing. I have Soundgarden on my hard drive. And in fact, while you're listening to this, if I've edited it correctly, you're either hearing that song now or it'll be coming up soon. But um, yeah, I, I do think he's an amazing talent. And, and, and I know I'm a prick uh, when I talk about depression and things of these nature. I, I really do feel bad for you know, huge fans uh, of this gentleman. I'm not a huge fan of him. However, I do recognize his talent. I just hate when someone has the world on a platter and they take themselves out. It's like Shannon Hoon back in the day. Um, I want to say he sang the Blind Mellon, maybe. He fucking killed himself. You know, fuck you. You have the world on a silver platter, man. Everybody loved him. They loved that stupid Bumblebee video. And I hated that shit with the little, with the little chunky girl dancing around in her school play. I thought it was the, you know, the gayest, stupidest, hippie-influenced music I've ever heard in my life, which is why I only listened to 80s music in the 90s, or country. I turned into a country music fan in the 90s because of the whole grunge and new era of heavy metal movement. We've lost some great, great artists over the years, but we've lost them naturally. You know, David Bowie, Prince. Prince was an accidental fan. You know, but it wasn't, here, I'm going to do this on purpose. Uh, Levy, you know, the great Levy Killmister. We've lost some greats. Ronnie James Dio. Ronnie James, pancreatic cancer, good call. I have a hard time feeling sorry for somebody that, I, I just can't take it. I can't take it. Oh my God, life's so hard. I, I hate these pussies. And, and it's safe to say they're gonna they're gonna hate me for this, but quitting, quitting is the word you would call it. You know, a quitter, man. Like literally, like I mean, if you wanted attention, go out and leave a legacy, man. Such as Ronnie James Dio, such as Lemmy, you know, and go out the way you're intended to go out. Don't fucking force yourself to go out because no one's hearing you cry and shit. I mean, granted, if you got issues, like I said, open your fucking self up, man. There's a whole wide range of resources that can help fucking people, man. If you don't want to be in a loony bin house, cool. Choose your words wisely. Don't say, yeah, I feel like offing myself. Say, hey, you know, I need help. I got depression. You know, stuff like that. Choose your words wisely, but let people know, hey, I got fucking issues, man. I need help. You know, you're stupid enough to sit there and tell a psychiatrist or a doctor, hell yeah, I, I feel like flirting with a fucking razor blade and slicing my fucking wrist open. Then guess what? 
And, and like I said, it saddens me that no one heard this motherfucker's cry for help because I'm sure, like I said, if his wife is calling his, his friend on the road, check on my husband, you know, make sure he's alright. Apparently, he did reach out to somebody. I mean, the man, what pisses me off about him, Holy fuck, I don't know what the hell just happened there. I was hoping maybe the mountain man was trying to call in, but obviously he's still out there raping sheep or getting banged by goats. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Sid, what were you saying, man? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, you gotta think, man. Like, Chris Cornell had good talent, but if you look at it, man, when people 10, 15 years from now reflect back on his life, he's not gonna have the legacy that Lemmy left behind or Ronnie James Dio or, or or Prince he's not gonna have that legacy they're gonna look at him as oh he was a great vocalist who just up and quit while like Lemmy and Ronnie James Dio man these guys will be forever in our hearts man and respected as musicians because they weren't coward, cowards in my opinion to leave their fans they live for medical reasons man like you said tumor for lemmy pancreatic cancer for ronnie james deal damn shame we lost them both man but it, it just happens like that you know nature happens and what chris did was straight up bitch move because he didn't even have the audacity to leave a fucking note behind for his fucking fans yeah, and, and have you seen the conspiracy theories have all started coming out because of that? But here's the thing. Right after a show, they had just played Detroit, you know? And by all accounts, I've heard it was a great show. What the hell? I mean, the hell, the whole concert footage uh, is available on YouTube for everybody who wants to check that out, man. Uh, there was a fan, I guess, nice enough to broadcast the whole thing from the cell phone. And, uh, yeah, from the angle I looked at it, I didn't pick up nothing. I didn't even remotely show signs of it except for the last song he played. That, yeah, that Led Zeppelin cover. Yeah, that's very yeah. eerie, huh? Very eerie, man. I don't know if he was trying to say that. I've never heard the song personally myself. I'll probably have to look it up here a little bit later. Maybe I can dissect in my own opinion what he was trying to interpret it when he did that performance but man what the fuck dude like straight cars way out dude I, I look at it man right right yeah and, and, and I agree and, and it does suck like I said especially for those huge fans of Soundgarden Temple of Dog Audio Slave um, he was a brilliant voice and, and I have to admit, a brilliant writer. So, uh, because he left behind a family and children, I will say, rest in peace, Chris Cornell. And, um, at this point, I guess that's really all we have to say, huh? Uh, little short episode this week. Can't help it when one third of a plug decides to not show up at all. Mountain Man. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a bunch of bullshit, but that's okay, you know, fuck that work cause, you let me know ahead of time, you son of a bitch, you got text. Yep, that is, matter of fact, you just texted her, here, said, son, I've got all the work on my way home now. Ah, uh, yeah, uh-huh, 
guess what, Mountain Man? Skinner Pal, not in the shop. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a that's a horrible southern accent. But yeah, for those who don't know where you know Las Vegas is, southwest up you know from Phoenix, east of uh, California. Yep. So. Outstanding. <laughs> that's fucking funny. All right, you got anything you want to promote this week? Uh, anything I want to promote this week, man? Uh, I would just say, hey, man, stop by that metalstation.com. Uh, be sure to check my show, The Night Shift, uh, every Saturday, Sunday morning from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Please make sure you check out every DJ out merch. Uh, check out the plug. Like I said, if you like us, please subscribe. Uh, download, drop us a like. Uh, you can hit me up on Facebook, by all means. And, uh, yeah, be kind to one another, man, and stop damn violence, man. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is Sin. I'm out. Nice, nice. I got a little promotion I want to do, too. What I would like to promote is the Rock and Pod Expo happening in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm sorry for those of y'all that don't understand what I'm saying. It's Nashville. I just can't help that southern upbringing of mine. Nashville, Tennessee, August 26th this year. As of right now, my ass is going, man. Um, the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast is going to be down there. That's right. You can hang out with Dr. Fuck and Wadzilla. Also, both DJs here on ThatMetalStation.com. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. They have a lot of special guests, some big-time producers, guys that produce bands like Kicks Or not Kicks. I'm sorry, Kiss. Uh, and that right there makes my dick hard. So, uh, yeah, they also have a GoFundMe page, and they have a Facebook page. It's called Rock and Pod Expo. Go check it out. There's plenty of updates telling you who's going to be there. If it's something you think is cool you might want to go to, man, go to the GoFundMe page. Kick them a couple of bucks. I've donated over $200 myself, you know, to try to make this thing happen. And uh, at this point, the Expo itself is happening. They're just working on trying to raise enough money now to fly in all the different acts and put them up for the night. And uh, as Ian Wadley, the great Wadzilla, said, they're not talking about the fucking Marriott. They're talking about the lowest, you know, flea-ridden hotel they could find because they're not trying to rape people for their money. It'll, it'll be a good time. And um, frankly, if you donate 30 bucks, that pays for your way into the expo an hour early, plus a free T-shirt. So I've got all that shit covered, which is pretty badass. I want to tell you all, all you guys, like, you know, Sin said, man, check out fucking uh, thatmetalstation.com. Lots of great shows on there. My show is the Big Bushy Power Hour. I'm there every Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, lately, I've been getting out of there right at midnight, maybe a couple minutes after. But, uh, yeah, check it out. All the DJs really kick ass. Um, you know, motherfuckers, buy vinyl. We will see you next week. Unfortunately, the mountain man couldn't be here. Like I said, he was blowing goats and raping sheep. But what do you expect in the mountains of North Carolina? We will check you motherfuckers out next week. It's been 
15 days Since you took your love away
Thank you. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck? Is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on the plug. See you next week. Who's that?